Welcome to the Energy Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. As global warming and climate change continue to dominate the headlines, companies around the world are looking for new and creative sources of renewable energy. One of the newer ventures leads us to water reservoirs around the U.S., where companies like Ciela Terra are looking to innovate with floating solar installations that offer competitive pricing on an already existing resource. Today, Chris Bartle, Business Development Manager at Ciela Terra USA, joins us to discuss green option adoption, why renewable energy is so important, and what his company is doing to innovate in this space. How you doing, Chris? Good, Elmer. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate your time, Chris. So I think a good jumping off point might be to just talk about some of the trends we're seeing in the industry right now, right? I think one specifically that stands out to me is how how many water reservoirs are realizing right now that they have a resource right there and it's just untapped sitting there. So can you talk a little bit about that and any other trends that you that stand out to you? Sure. Uh, our target market is uh, water districts, irrigation districts, and you know farmers, agriculture companies that have man-made reservoirs that they use for either it's either a water treatment system or a water uh, drinking water system or irrigation system and those surfaces are un- unused and in fact in places like california where there's drought conditions the larger the surface the quicker the evaporation of that water so by covering the surfaces in floating solar pv panels you can not only generate electricity on site but you can contain evaporation, and you can actually purify the water that's that's below the system. So, Chris, why is this all happening now? Is it technology that's now allowing this to be possible, or is it, in general, just this green movement we're seeing? W- what is it that's causing this to, to blow up right now? I think it's it's a little bit of both. I mean, the, the floating solar concept has been around for a while, uh, but the costs, ha- you know, haven't come down as as much as they have recently, and you know we're starting to run out of land in some places, and land costs are going up. So as land costs go up, uh, and solar costs c- come down, and floating solar costs come down, it's just uh, it's it's a ripe time in the market. So to expand on this, I'm going to kind of lob you a softball question, right? But why is renewable energy so important right now, right? Why why is it worth making a case for it? Why is this one so unsexy topic now becoming so sexy? It is, as well it should. We, we have been pulling fossil fuels out of the ground and burning them and throwing carbon into the atmosphere for t- too long, and that's causing climate change and global warming. And we're seeing that the effects of that all over the world with changing weather patterns, droughts here in California, that's where I live. Uh, so I think people are finally realizing that there's a, resu- a result, there's a cause and effect of doing that. And one way to stop the, the carbonization of the atmosphere is to uh, use the incoming energy from the sun and, and harness that in, in photovoltaics. So from your vantage point, what is the, the, at what pace is, is green, are green options being adopted? Do you think it's a at a good rate, at a, at a relatively alarming rate, what, what are you seeing? I think it's a strong rate. I think it's been growing year over year. I think uh, ground-mounted and roof-mounted solar has seen a little bit of a slowing in the growth, although it's still growing, just maybe not as fast as it was. Uh, certainly the recent tariffs on solar panels are uh, impacting that. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing in general for floating solar, we're seeing tremendous growth around the world. We're manufacturing systems in eight countries. 
We've installed 200 megawatts of systems and we're expecting to hit 300 megawatts by the end of 2018. And uh, I think it's a, it's a hot growing niche in a maturing market. So I think a, a good example to, to, you know, that you could share with us to really get an idea of, of the kind of work you do. Can you tell us about the, your project recently up in Napa County? Um, I think you're talking about our project at Kunde Winery, and that's actually in Sonoma, but right next door to Napa. Oh, okay. Um, okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a uh, winery that has several ponds, and it was kind of a pilot project for us. So it's on the smaller size or the smaller scale of, of what we can do. Uh, but they put in, a, I believe it's a 10 kilowatt system on one of their irrigation ponds, and it's being used to on-site, on-site power to offset their PG&E bills, their utility bills. And we've had great success with that. So how do projects like this come about? Is it people reaching out to you? Is it you guys going around pitching it? How does this uh, process begin? You know, it's a little of both. Um, I, I run the, the business development, sales and marketing efforts here in, in uh, the U.S., primarily in California. And I, I got to tell you, our phones are ringing off the hook. We, we get inquiries daily from water districts, from uh, farm owners, vineyards, a lot of wineries around the Bay Area uh, asking about this. There's starting to be more press coverage. Uh, we were just at the Intersolar Trade Show here in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it was nonstop uh, activity around our booth. So, like I said, it's kind of a hot new niche uh, in a maturing industry. Everybody pretty much knows what roof-mounted solar systems are and ground-mounted solar systems are. And um, thinking, you know, what of a different way to harness uh, renewable energy from the sun is is uh, is exciting to people. Uh, I got to tell you, at Intersolar, the the look on people's faces when they were walking by our booth, they'd look at our exhibit, they'd look at our sample products we had on the floor, and, and they'd at first glance the other way, and then they'd turn back, and you get the, the light bulb going off on their face, and they'd come back, and they'd engage, and, and they'd say, oh, I never thought about that. So I think that's happening a lot, and then people are talking, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to see this movement, you know, happening. What It would seems like, you know, obviously earlier would have been better, but better late than never for sure. <laughs> That's right. Right, right. <laughs> is this something that like it's easy to to show businesses how this will directly benefit them? Yeah, I mean it's we are a niche and, and not all businesses own water reservoirs or ponds. So, you know, that's really the only uh customers we can go after. Um but but you know, it, people once they realize that they have this asset that they never really thought of as an asset, the surface of their water, um, they, they realize that it can either be a revenue generator for them, uh, you know, in the case of where they're selling the energy back to the utility, or it could offset their renewable or sorry, their energy costs if they're using the energy right on site. Uh, so it's uh, putting, putting an unused asset to, to work for them. So then what does your relationship with your clients look like? Do you feel that they're generally pretty educated and, and know and they're asking for something very specific or... Is it more of a conversation that needs to happen where you need to explain the nuance of the situation? Like I said, it's both. We get, we get inquiries. You know, I, I got an inquiry today from a, a customer out in Rhode Island, and he's got a new business that is being built, and they have a two-and-a-half-acre pond right on their property, uh, but they don't have any other land. You know, they've got some roof space, uh, so that's perfect, perfect. Yeah, well, they want to run their operations with renewable energy, but they don't have the land, and they have the water surface. So it's those kind of, you know, specific opportunities that are, are really our sweet spot. 
So that must be kind of helpful then, right? To it seems like your clients m- like have to be even have to be really educated in the matter to even want to request it, right? So that must make that uh, relationship with them a little bit smoother, right? Agreed. And, and one of the things I like about CL Ater, and they've done a great job. Uh, they've been, you know, clearly the first mover in this market, but they've built a, a beautiful website with lots of great videos. Uh, we make great use of drone footage on all our installs. Um, and it's a, it's a very elegant design that once people see it once, just for even a few seconds, it clicks into their memory and, and they're thinking about something they hadn't thought of before. Oh, wow. Okay. That, that's super interesting. So Chris, to the uninitiated, could you give us a, a layman's definition of, you know, what your company focuses on, which is floating solar installations? What does that actually and literally mean? Well, it simply means using another surface area to, of the earth to float or to, to install solar PV panels on. The panels that we use are the same panels that are used in ground-mounted systems or roof-mounted systems. They're just floating on water as opposed to um, mounted on the ground or on a roof. So it's, uh, it's really a simple concept. You could also think of us as a floating racking system. I'm not sure if I answered your question there, did I? No, no, you you definitely did. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> did. Yeah, because I mean, I I read into it, so I I kind of had a good idea, but I was just curious what your you know layman's definition of it would be. Yeah, no, uh, you know, the other thing I say to people that are thinking about it for the first time, a lot of people's first reaction is, "Wait a minute, water and electricity don't mix. That doesn't <laughs> make sense." <laughs> Uh, and, you know, what I say is every solar system out there, whether it's on a rooftop or on a, a ground-mounted racking uh, setup, gets soaked in a rainstorm. Our panels don't get any wetter than that. <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a good counter to immediately have. <laughs> so, Chris, my, my last question for you is, you know, as, as this uh, industry keeps expanding and, and this, uh, this niche, I think, you know, will, will continue to grow – what are you excited for? What do you see on the horizon that, that you're looking forward to? Well, we've, uh, you know, we started in France. We're a French company and we did our first installs in the UK and Japan. And so uh, actually Asia has a, a several year jump on us and they're doing systems in the tens of megawatts size. So I'm looking forward to doing our first system. One of the um, biggest ones we have in our pipeline right now has been written about a little bit in the media. That's with Napa Sanitary. And that's going to be a 20 megawatt system. So seeing systems like that uh, roll out, you know, are, they're just enormous. And they really, uh, they make a visual impact. And I think that once one water district takes the plunge, so to speak, in the U.S., I think many, are, many others are going to follow suit. And they're going to see the benefits uh, to, to their bottom line, to their either income, income stream or cost structure. Right, right. Well, Chris, I hope that a snowball effect happens sooner than later. And uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. And thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video content for your favorite industries. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Have a good day.